0: Hi, this is Charles Wiz Tony Silva And we're two teachers talking Tony and I get together As we have for 116 previous episodes Making this 117 How do you like those math skills, Tony? And, uh We're at the end of the year. Another year has kind of come or is in the process of coming to a close and we're doing our usual end of year or attempting to do our usual end of year episode with some kind of theme. And, you know, Tony, I was looking back and thinking, and you know, maybe we would talk about highlights and lowlights, but I don't seem to have too many of either. This seemed like a real regression to the mean year for me.
1: Yeah. What about for yeah, you? that that was our problem. We had no highlights or low or low lights. And uh, yeah, it's a big gray wash. Yeah. So it'll be a short episode, I guess. <laughs> okay. But, yeah,
0: I was yeah, so I was really trying to think about this. You know, what were we going to cover? Because we talked we could have done um, you know, favorite tools, you know, wish lists, which we've done in the past. What do we want? What are the best tools and stuff? And I started thinking that the real Main thing for this year for me seemed to be this really being torn between analog and digital tools, um, especially with writing and note-taking. Um, and not for much like student records, student records are always digital, and that's you know just an easy thing to do and Of course, for making things. But when it came to like taking notes about my classes or writing things down or trying just to do some general writing, I found myself really torn between writing on paper with a pen and writing in, on the computer or the ipad and I don't think I've ever felt this torn between. Those two kind of opposites, would you
1: call them, or poles? Do you, uh, did you, do you ever go through that? Well, I didn't go through that this year, um, but I can remember in previous years for, for periods of time, some of them shorter, some of them longer, where I was struggling with kind of that analog digital balance or uh, – different digital tools and going back before the note taking methods etc cetera, etc cetera. um but oddly this year i had none of that and i guess that's a good thing and it maybe it's an indicator that like f- at least for myself and the way that i work maybe i've kind of achieved some kind of balance of how things work and I, I do have like as you, you described, kind of uh, a hybrid analog digital um, workflow, but it doesn't bother me, and it seems to work. So, and I and again, you know, thinking back to the years, like I realized that I haven't thought about it for a year, so it must be working, right? Yeah, obviously, I haven't thought but, about it. <laughs> mm, that's usually the best indicator, right? Right, or at least that's what
0: I think about my problems. Is I don't think about them, and they go away. And <laughs> at least they go away for me. I don't think they go away for the other people in my life. But this year seemed to me significantly more um, rendering for ending, I think to being torn apart. I mean, I'd actually sit down and think. You know, do I want to write into the notebook or do I want to write into the computer? And I don't think I've had that kind of situation. I've had the thing where, okay, I'm in a writing mode and I'm using analog. I'm using pen and paper, you know, notebooks, or I'm just, you know, typing on the computer or especially typing on the iPad using a nice keyboard. But this year I seem to like every time I sat down is wondering, you know, what, how do I want to do this? And I'm, you know, I don't know if I've had that on a day-to-day basis and I guess what I'm going on – I don't know. I've been using – how long have you been using computers now?
1: Computers. 1985? Okay.
0: We both started at the same time. I remember I had to write a report when I was working at a high school as a, in a peer counseling center. And I rented like an Apple computer to write the report. I remember that. That was the first time I used a computer. So about this, but you
1: you owned a computer at that point, or was just using no, them? no. I was working at a university in in Chicago, and um, suddenly departments had to have computers, and uh, they looked around in the department, and they says, "Well, that that guy's not so stupid. Let's put it on his desk," and um, there's an IBM PC AT, uh, and uh, I was kind of. Uh, a favorite of the, the, the professor was doing the, uh, what did they call it? It was a, it was a, it was a computer, computer classes for graduate students and research. I can't, it was, I can't remember the name of the course and thing, but that, she was the, she was the the, the tech person and, um, she kind of liked me and, um, she insisted I had to, like the, she, she, she loaded the thing up. I think like, I think it had like eight megabytes of RAM and (laughs) had a color display. Um, I mean, you could go to the moon with it. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. And then they they just dumped a computer and the manuals on my desk and says, you know, do something. And I I was an English major. I'd never, (laughs) I'd never, uh, you know, I I learned, you know, I, I couldn't even really type uh, coming from an IBM Selectric typewriter and, um, yeah, you know, I, I got a little bit a little DOS and wrote some batch programs and used a, a DBase 5000 was the, was the program program, uh, to create a database for the students and the teachers and the majors and graduation requirements and all that kind of stuff. Um, all, you know, no graphic interface, just all just keyboard stuff. The green screen. Well, I had a color screen, so I could change the colors to anything I wanted. It was beautiful, but the background was like, whoa, yeah. whoa. "Wait, you could change the background? Yeah, yeah, for- yeah. I could have like a red background and white letters, and I can have a could flip it around. I could, I could, change, I could do all the colors. <laughs> you just must have, like, wow, here I am at I, the I world was, of heights. I was hot stuff, hot stuff. Wow, wow, yeah, that's a long time ago. Yeah, and it, the, the, the cool thing was, I was the only one who could do it. So it was like this incredible nexus of power <laughs> you know, if you like if you're into that kind of thing it's like suddenly everything started going to the computer and uh, and I was at the portal you know I was with, I was the key master <laughs> how long did that last uh, until i came to japan <laughs> it was like two or three years mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: that's interesting. That just I don't know why, you know, when you talked about Portal of Power, it reminded me I was uh I had a part-time, you know, Arbaito kind of gig where I was teaching at this company. And I remember that the I was teaching the the people there. There was an engineering company, and they were complaining. So this must be like 1990s, okay? And they were complaining that the president of the company, it was a subsidiary of a foreign company, would um He's the only one who had an email account so that every communication had to go through him to the you know <laughs> the home company and uh that was like talk about a portal of power that was strange mm. you know that even the that that idea could exist anybody now would think this is insane so think times have changed oh, haven't yeah. they?
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, time time was in the nineties. Like you know, if you were into tech at all, like for example, a, a mid nineties Mac. If you were like like you or I, pretty much you knew everything on that system. You knew every what every file was. You know where 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 it should be and what it did and why. That is no longer the case for anybody anymore. It's like it's even like a, a specific application. Nobody knows Photoshop hundred percent. It's just there's just too much there. One occasion, uh, you might want to be careful
0: about those kind of statements because one time I, I, with full confidence, I said to somebody, I "said No one has read every single line of Proust," and the person across from me says, "I have." So, <laughs> but you're right that things have gotten so complicated, and apps are you know have so much power and the ability to do different things, and then of course we're running around with supercomputers in our pockets now, so. That's been interesting. I think, you know, I'm looking back over the year. One of the biggest things I've noticed, though, is that students overall seem to have a better idea of how to handle using their phones in classrooms.
1: That's very true.
0: You know, it seems like about – I'm sorry. Last year, there seemed to be like – you know I just didn't have to turn to students and say, would you stop texting, please? I mean, there's one school I work at where it is a problem. But, you know, that's, I think – more indicative of the culture of the school than anything else. But overall, I find that when I ask my students, you know, look something up or use the website or go ahead and read this, they seem to really know how to handle things now. That's been a real pleasant big change. Do you remember when um, K-Ties first came out, the cell phones came out and they'd go off all the time in class Mm -hmm. and then students would actually answer their phones in the (laughs) middle of class? (laughs) I don't remember that.
1: But But I do remember them ringing, yeah.
0: I remember, though, that if they rang, I turned to students and I said, if your phone rings, you have to give it to me and I answer it. (laughs) And it took like one time for that. But that seems to have been –
1: it seems like we're kind of catching up to the tech well, they've grown up with the tech. That's the that's the difference. Like, right so in a previous, you know, years ago, it's like it was a new thing. It was sprung on somebody when when they're like 17 or something. But the <clears> kids <throat> that we have in class now, they've I mean, the iPhone has been here for 12 years. They were 8 years old when the iPhone. They they don't know anything else. They're born into the tech. It's like second nature to them. Yeah. Well, it might be, but On the other hand, I mean,
0: what they do with their phones is very different from what I do. But if I I don't have no idea what they do with their
1: phones. (laughs) I I have no
0: idea what, you know, I mean, they're moving and swishing things and pictures and things. And I guess it's like, you know, it's Instagram and Line and, you know, all these other things. But what surprises me, though, is their lack of ability of actually using a computer to be productive. Mm. Right? If I turn to them and I say, okay... You need to have a note-taking system, okay? And I say, how many of you keep your notes on your computers? And they all pretty much raise their hand.
1: Huh?
0: Hmm. Right? Um, You know, because they're not taking very many notes at all. Hmm. (laughs) The problem, you know, teachers are giving them all the handouts and everything. But a lot of them will say that they take notes on, you know, their phones. And then I say, okay, well, what app do you use? And they go, huh? (laughs) So they're not sure really what the app is and they haven't really thought through the system and so they're not like tagging or things. So it's interesting to me that they're very adept at using their phone for the social aspects or what you know everybody else is using, but as an actual productive tool or when they have computers and they bring computers into the class that they really don't, you know, for example, know how to name files. They don't have systems and I know they're young, but it strikes me that they're not really... Um, what's the best way to say it familiar with how to actually use this as a productive tool and a learning tool, whether it's their phone or their computer or their mobile, you know, their tablet or something, but at least they seem to know how to act with those things, at least during classes.
1: Yeah. My observation is a little bit different and maybe it's a, uh, a factor of the, of the schools where I teach, but, uh, uh, it seems like the students, my students don't have that problem. They, when, when they, when I look at their, you know, their, their PC screens, um, it's, yeah, it, it looks rational. I mean, they've got a folder for, for English and they got a folder for my class and they've got like their assignments and they're properly named and all. And yeah, and it, and I look at what, you know, actually what's on there, you know, whether it's a Word document or whether they're working on a, a PowerPoint or something. It, well, well, it, well, it well, seemed... Excuse me for just a second. Yeah. I'm sorry. I have to interrupt here. They're bringing their own computers to class. Oh uh, yeah. You see. <laughs> 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 but 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 <laughs> but but not but, but not not but not not with any enthusiasm. And that was the point I was get to. They my students know how to do this, and sometimes they just have to because it's because the, the nature of the work and the volume of the work. They just have to. But their their go to is the phone, and they would. Ten times rather be doing on the phone, and I still have lots and lots of students who will attempt to do writing assignments on their phone. And I'm saying, and it's just like, listen, you can do it on your phone. It's going to hurt you because <laughs> it's it's not the tool for the job. You're you're just, you're you're using your shoe to 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 hammer a nail. Use the hammer. But it's over there. Yeah, right <laughs> <laughs> I, don't to, I, don't, I don't want to stand up <laughs> oh, i got to no, use a keyboard <laughs> I ain't typing. You know, if
0: I just keep hammering with the shoe Maybe the heel will last, right? Mm. Uh, it's interesting I I don't require students To bring a computer to class No, no I don't either no. And I'm teaching a lot of GE classes But recently I guess, you know, maybe about 20% of the students Are bringing like a tablet or a laptop To class And the other students just don't, Mm -hmm. even though I keep saying to them, you know, you need to bring something. And, you know, it's interesting because I, we go through a whole thing about note taking and I, you know, we work through, you know, what's the criteria for a good note taking system. And I try to explain that, you know, easy access, easy capture, but, you know, it has to be searchable and retrievable, right? And so you ask them, you know, look, you've got all your notes. You're writing down your notes. And so I guess I'm contradicting
1: myself here. I guess. But, and I need to maybe clarify, too, because when you asked me about like my students bringing computers to class, um, they don't bring – they, they do not they do not bring their computers to class to take notes. Uh, when they do bring their computers to class, it's because they're either doing a presentation or they're creating some kind of project or they're working okay. on something like that. But for daily use, for taking notes, No and like you is like yeah so few of them take notes you know that
0: that's interesting because you're right if the students are doing presentations they automatically default to powerpoint sure. if they, they have to make bulleted lists right which are the bane of my existence well yeah and yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 did i tell you that i have banned bullet points <laughs> and like you know there's like a um, a maximum number of um
1: yes, well you should yeah
0: text characters they can put unless on unless there's slide. a quote yep Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, if they're doing presentations, they're always bringing their computers, Mm -hmm. right, or their tablets. But if I were to say, look, you have to take notes in every class, they don't do that. Mm -hmm. You know, that's interesting. So I think I'm wrong. I actually have to say most of them don't use their phones for taking notes. I think they'll probably for short things, right? That they, you know, like phone numbers or quick pieces of They'll information, maybe schedules. You know, they take, yeah, some <laughs> You write something on the board of my thing a picture. Oh, I just, no, no, you know, no, it's,
1: no. I said it's on the webpage. Just look at the URL. It's easier than finding the picture. And they they look at me with these doleful eyes. It's like, ah. <sighs> okay, but you know, I, I I do have a couple of students and there seems to be
0: a pattern here where, you know, we have the class website and I have it up on the projector, right? And they have it on their phones. Oh, and um, there was a student who actually had her computer open, and she actually took a picture with her phone of the screen on her computer of the website. No surprise here. Really? I was
1: trying to figure out what's the logic behind that. There is Can none. You- <laughs> but I'm not surprised, because that's exactly they, the way the way their minds work. I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah. And then you try to explain that, you know, taking a picture, you don't remember anything. Yeah. Right. It's, there's
0: no brain, you know, that it's, it's, you know, I say, look, if you take a picture of something, then you haven't processed it. You ha- you're not even going to read it. So it's very interesting. So that's, I think, okay, there's a low light, the consistent <laughs> battle against uh um student attitudes towards note taking. Yeah. Do you think that that's a, a function of teachers just giving them their, the, the class notes all the time? Yeah. Like, you know, this habit in Japan where you hand out yeah. um, a printout of the PowerPoint. Yeah. Presentation you're yeah. making,
1: yeah, yeah. In fact, yeah, I, I, I had a student um, in a class for which there is a class website in the, you know, comments and stuff, evaluation stuff. He says, yeah, he he wanted handouts, and this is like you, so be it's all on the, it's all on the webpage. page, handout, and um, just like talking about the back of the year, I realized that this year maybe, um, I've really. Minimize the paper handouts that I use. I almost never uh, give out paper anymore. Mm, me too. Yeah, but I noticed that this year it's like a, it's a it's a significant reduction. Yeah, I think I've basically
0: gone one hundred percent to the website, and if students, you know, they have to print stuff out if they need it. But yeah. oh, yeah. Th- here's an interesting thing. This might, is for anyone who's using a Mac. Um, or Apple product, but uh, the Keynote keynote has the um, the sharing function now.
1: Mm-hmm. You know about this? I where think you, we talked about it a couple of We months. talked I, about it. I, the, I did, haven't we, explored it,
0: but. We haven't talked about it on the on the cast, have we? No, no. You know, this is an interesting thing. If you go to Keynote, there's a, uh, a function where you can share your presentation, and um, it gives a link. Creates a link and then you share the link, and I'm able to put um, a live presentation up on the bo- on the screen, and students can follow along on their phones while we're doing. Uh, yeah, the, you know, yeah.
1: You, you told me about this, but, I, you, but, know, I but you have to be on a Mac. Can you get it from like a Windows machine? You know,
0: I don't know how because I don't use. If Windows. it's a link,
1: <laughs> if it's a link, maybe, yeah, maybe yes.
0: No, because the Androids, because students with Android phones could use it.
1: Okay, but so th- then, so okay, then, so then it's just well, you it's have just totally to be the platform, Ma- yeah. you have to
0: be the Mac user, yeah. Okay, to create it, okay. But then it's cross-platform. Good, good, And good. the students loved it; huh. they really loved it, you know, because they could see it up on the screen. They had it on their phones, and I asked them, and they all said, "Oh, yeah, we much prefer to be looking at it on our phones mm. because you know then they're not far away." And that was a nice thing to do, but you know i I just wonder about you know, the addiction, you know, learn dependency, you know, where they wait for the the entire handout because, Mm. oh, I don't have to. They said this. They go, well, you know, we don't take take notes.
1: You get the handout and go to sleep. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. We don't have to listen. And they said we don't have to take notes because everything's there. And you're like, well, what about your ideas as you're listening? And, of course, that's always a fun one. Um, (laughs) Big
1: assumption. (laughs) Yeah. Well, what's interesting is
0: I – Yeah. I do teach students from, you know, some foreign graduate students. Um, There's a couple of programs at the school. And, you know, that's a totally different approach. I mean, they show up with computers at every class, basically. Um, They're taking notes, you know, they're making comments. So you can just see that it's a very different way of being taught how to learn and you know the idea that you should be reflecting during the lecture on what the you know teacher's saying and making right not writing down just what the teacher's saying but your reactions your thoughts your ideas, and things ah, another low light okay, yes, I've really struggled with the note taking thing, but what i've you know this is another thing i don't know if you if you get this, but at, you know school we do have what's called like a an independent learning course, and in the second semester you get students for um you know, listening and reading course. So the, basically the same time period shifts over from the first semester, which is where you're supposed to teach students how to become autonomous learners to listening and reading. Mm -hmm. And I got three different classes with three different teachers and either the students don't remember, which is a very strong probability, Mm -hmm. or they weren't taught it. But when I asked them, so I said, in in your first semester, your, some of your teachers, any of your teachers in the first semester talked with you and helped you work on an understanding note-taking and three classes, not a single hand went up. So part of it is I think it's institutional failure, right? That the students don't know how to take notes because they're not expected, I guess, to take notes in high school. I don't know. You know, I mean, Am I am I am I crazy here? Well, don't answer that question, okay? Well, it's but. not
1: it's not relevant, but <laughs> but you're correct in this instance. Yeah, I don't think they, they are taught anything about note taking. Um, I, I do that in in a lot of my classes, but not all because some of them, it's just not a conversation class. It's really not that appropriate, but um, in a lot of classes I do. And um, the other thing that they are some, some they're never taught. Is um, how to, how to write email, you know, just basic e- oh, e- email yeah. etiquette, right? And mm. um, I've got myself a little PDF that I'll just like throw at anybody who sends me an inappropriate email, I just send them this uh, PDF and in, uh, in the uh, attachment. And I and I actually did it in in class and in a reading writing class this last week, um, and that, that um they seem to respond because you know, this is important. You're going to use it in your four years in university to write in teachers. And when you start looking for jobs, you better know how to do this because this is your, this is your face. This is your machine. This is you. And you, you, you make a bad impression and, and it's going to cost you. So learn it or suffer the consequences. And they, they seem to respond to that pretty well. Right. You have to explain that to them, but
0: I find the problem then becomes reply emails. Mm. <laughs> they, they don't understand that they're supposed to hit the reply button.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like what is this? What is this in regards to? Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Well, I, I think I've mentioned this before. My all-time favorite email was a student who sent me an email that said, "What's the homework?"
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That was the whole message. Mm-hmm. And it I no added, signature, you
1: know, no name, no class, no identification. What university? Sh- right, nothing, 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 Not, What's the nothing.
0: Homework? Yeah. 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 Well, I can only tell what universe, no, I couldn't tell what university was because they used a private email. Yeah. uh And of course, you know, there was no choice but to put that email up on the projector for all of my classes, (laughs) you know, um, and to just say, look, you know, I got this email. Whose is it? (laughs) You know? And, uh, um, I think they don't understand that text and email are different. Mm. Right. They treat it as the same thing. Although I I wonder whether or not now texting is better because, uh, you know, we have like, um, let's say, like 15 or 20 emails that have gone back and forth, you know, with a lot of people on the mailing on the to field. And it has embedded emails and it's got, you know, to the point where there was like something like 16 of those, you know, uh, um, quote arrows in it. Mm hmm. And I can't figure out where the email starts or where it begins or what people are referring to. So that's pretty crazy. So, yeah, you have to teach students how to write emails. I also have to teach students. um, I've been real serious about this where I tell students that from Friday around 8 o'clock until Monday morning at 5 o'clock when I wake up, that emails don't get replied to unless it's an emergency that, you know, you guys have to understand that there's such a thing called a weekend. And, you know, I'm not emailing you during the weekends. And it's inappropriate, I think, for you to email me, especially if there's like a Monday class and then Sunday night you get an email from a student. This happens a bunch of times where they go, What's the homework? And it's like Sunday night at ten o'clock. I don't know. You might disagree with that. I think there's yeah, we're, other we're teachers completely
1: different on that because you know I, I I look at email as an asynchronous thing and it's like, I met, you know, if it's a, a text message that kind of expects like a, a kind of a, a timely response, but email does not. It's like you can send the email whenever you want. If like if I'm if I'm not gonna if I don't want to look at it, I'm not gonna look at it. It doesn't bother well, no, me no, sitting I, there unopened. Let it no, come. I, send it. Send it. No, no. But I'm telling me, students
0: that. Hmm. Sorry, I don't mean to interrupt here, or I do mean to interrupt, but Mm. is that I tell students it's not going to be read.
1: Yeah, okay.
0: Right, it's just going to sit in my computer. I don't open that file. Mm. That folder, that email folder doesn't get opened on the weekend, Um, except it's really not true if I know that there's an email coming at 10 o'clock on Sunday. But just to, you know, and then, you know, to say, look, you know, if you send an email on a weekend, don't you think you need to say sorry to bother you? But again, it's because nobody teaches them these things.
1: Well, they, that may be not so bad. Because I'll, I'll get students, it's like, sorry to send this email so late. It's like, well, you know, for me, it's like noon the next day. was like, I don't know what you're talking about. It's like, oh, I look, at the time, oh, they send it at like 2 a.m. It's like, okay. But I don't care. And for me, um, you know, again, workflow is different. From Saturday morning until Sunday night, that's my work time. I don't have a weekend. Um I'm, I teach 17, 18 classes a week and I've, I've got a working wife and, 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 um, I have no kids. Okay. I don't know how that works. I don't know how people do that. I don't spend hours a week in the gym. I don't know how people squeeze that in. Um, but for me, Saturday, Sunday, that's the only time that I've got to do work. Uh, so yeah, for me, there is no weekend. I mean, we're doing this, right? So, yeah, at six well, o'clock in the morning. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I think there's another side to it, which is I'm trying to teach the students a little bit about time management. Sure, sure. And that, you know, so you need to me. like
1: <laughs> – Give me well, a lesson, yeah. please. Yeah. I'm not well, doing so get, good.
0: <laughs> you need to get your stuff – your act together, right? Yeah, you know, we'll teach. As you. I've told them, I said, you know, I get – you know, if you're sending me an email on Friday night about the homework, that means, you know, you're not organized, you, and they're like, "Well, I'm really busy." I go, "Oh no, I'm sorry." You know what I mean? There are people who are truly busy, you know. Um, and see, I would the, interpret
1: I, it a different way. It's like, "Pardon me." I would I would interpret that a different way. If a student sends me an email on Friday night about the homework, i was like, "Damn, their class isn't until Tuesday, and they're doing the homework on Friday. This is amazing." Because usually, if, if a class is on Tuesday morning, they're doing it on Monday night at 3 a.m. That's when you get, that's when you get, what's the homework Monday night at 3 a.m.? <laughs> it's six hours before class. Well, you know, that's, that's,
0: a, that's, that's a very positive way to look at
1: it. Okay, I'll grant you I'm, that.
0: I need that. I need to grasp for those. Yeah. Well, I think for me, and this might be a function of full-time and part-time work, mm. It's quite unusual for me to, you know, not get emails on the weekends Mm. from people. As if, you know, like you want to say, excuse me, but this easily could wait until Monday. This is like a real, you know, pet peeve of mine. You know, I want to turn to people and say, nothing can be done about this. Why are you sending an email out Sunday morning? Like this couldn't wait until Monday morning. And I think that there's just a it's the problem with email that it's really destroyed private time so i've actually had to just tell people you know i said you know look i just want you to know i don't i don't open this folder anymore you know, it's closed down. So please understand that if I don't reply to you. On my, it's just, you know, my general sense of, you know, my weekend is if I want to work on the weekend, which I usually do, you know, that's when I'm reading papers and right, right. grading and prepping. I don't want to be bothered yeah, with, yeah. you know, admin stuff.
1: It's become a that, thing in the States. They, there's, a, there's a term for it. I think I think it's right to disconnect. Yes, and it's in France, I think, where it's oh, actually against. It's, yeah, it's a, a law man. in France, right?
0: Where it's actually against the law to actually email somebody after certain hours and on weekends. Hmm. That's a good law. <laughs> that's a good law. I like that law. But I think it's, you know, people need to understand that, right? I. You know, I I remember, you know, I took a couple of weeks, three weeks off with my daughter to, you know, go to America to look at colleges. And I was very clear to people that just said, look, I'm not going to have Internet access very much. You know, it's probably going to be once a week, which, of course, is not necessarily really true. But, you know, you could see that people were like, you know, a little. I don't know what's the best way to say it, if he hesitant about it. And I just said, that's just the nature. I'm driving across the country. Mm. Right. And you know, excuse me, but, you know, there are times where, you know, you do not want to be connected, you know, Mm -hmm. I do need to disconnect. So, yeah, so it's interesting with the students, but I, I see your point that, you know, a student who emails me about an assignment on Monday on a Friday evening is showing a minimum of, you know, organizational ability. But I just think that, you know, if somebody, you know, sends something to me on Friday, when I've assigned it on Monday. That's a little strange. The other thing that really always gets to me is that, uh, you know, students come in and they, you you know, the old thing of, I was absent. Well, did you check the website? Right. Oh, that's, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: You know. We all get, yeah, I get that too. And it's inexcusable. It's it's just,
0: That's that's just one of the most irritating things in the world. Yeah. Right. You know, and I say, you know, we have a website, right? Yeah. So why didn't. You know that thing that the Japanese students will do? Well, they, you'll ask them, why didn't you check the website? You'll ask them a why question, and the answer was sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you know that pattern of that? Uh-huh, uh-huh. You know, I want to know why. You know, help me understand what your thinking was so I can find some solution to this problem so it doesn't happen again. Why did you not check the website? Is the website too difficult to use? Is it too difficult to find? You know, do I need to make a simpler name? Do I have to create? You know, something, right? Why did you not check the website? Sorry, no, no, no. no, I'm asking you, and you know, these are students with reasonably good English, right? (laughs) The old thing about sorry, so is is weird. So I think you know, but that's not happening as much, but. Ah, you know, here's something that's really, this was a low light of my year and it just actually happened a couple of weeks ago. And it's, it's a low light every year. I have some classes and they're pretty good students, you know, reasonably good level students. And I went in on like the fourth class or something, third or fourth class of the semester and said, okay, who did the homework? And like only a third of the students raised their hand.
1: Oh, I, and I consider then, that a success. Pardon me. I consider that a success. A third of the kids did the homework. Fantastic. I'm okay. Joking. Yeah. But anyway, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, there's a, there's a sad truth to what you just said, right, isn't right. there? Yeah.
1: It's, yeah. There's just, a sad truth. I had there are, this year. We talk about a low point. I had. I gave an assignment, and in one of my classes, not one kid did the reading. Not one what did you do I told them that they were going to pay for that in their final grade and then moved on I says okay fine I'm gonna remember this day when I'm doing my grades congratulations <laughs> okay let's move on <laughs> boom what happened the next time you gave them homework uh I don't know that I did I mean th- I mean not not homework they had projects they have assignments and they you know and those they always did but this was just like a weekly thing, which it was unusual. Cause I was, it was a different kind of class. It was a special writing skills class. I wanted them to read something before they actually got, I actually did a quote unquote lecture that day, but I wanted them to have the background information so that they had a framework in which to, to hang the new information. And, and you know, they were, you know, they're, they're, they're ostensibly good students, but just none of them did though. I was like, okay, mm. I'll remember. Okay, good. You just made my job a whole lot harder and you made your grades a whole lot lower.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I had the situation. So the one third students and I just didn't do what you did because, uh, you, you know, you're, I think a much nicer guy. I really scolded them for it. I really, really did, you know, and I explained very clearly to them that, you know, we can't do to what I have scheduled for today because without the, you know, the background, Reading and thinking and answering the questions, you're not ready to participate in the discussion, and I can't teach the class. And I, you know, went ahead and, you know, did a few other things. Um, and, you know, it was just, uh, you know, um, yeah, I was so disappointed, and I really just said, you know. And I yeah, and it's I let them know. I was disappointed so and I was angry and, and just... upset. But here's the tragedy. Here's the tragedy. It gets the worse the next couple of it, weeks it after scolding them. <laughs> what? It gets worse. Oh go go ahead. Keep going. No no, it, it yeah, it does get worse. Yeah. It's really, really tragic is that after scolding them, you know, and I had been trying to be as nice as possible. Uh-huh. And after scolding them, they did the homework. Every one of them did everything, okay. And after a couple of weeks, you know, of this going on, I looked at them and I said, "You know, after I scolded you, you all did the homework. You're you've trained me. Mm-hmm. You have trained me to scold to you. be to be strict, and to be just you know an unkind person." Because whenever I asked you to do something nicely, you didn't do it. And, you know, they just don't get that. Mm -hmm. You know, that, um, you know, you should be nice to the nice teacher and you should be, you know, difficult with the really, really difficult strict teacher. I think that's another example of a consistent every year low light is that, you know, I should just start off and I can't do it. I try to start off strict every year, but the, the nice part of me kicks in and i keep making the same mistake it's definitely a flat learning curve
1: yeah you know? it, it's very much a very much a cultural thing here um yeah. it, it comes up with um not with me directly so much cuz some some i manage to skirt around this or i just i just use tests to make sure that they do what they're supposed to do cuz that's that's what they've trained me to do that um but um in one of the schools where you know I'm required to, this is a kind of loosely coordinated program we'll get to that hopefully get time to get some of the big lows non-tech lows but um part of their discussion is to uh discuss prepare for discussion of what they preferred high school life or university life with reasons okay and um it, echoing your theme, uh, talking about their good memories of high school are their, you know, tennis or running or basketball coach who was a monster, a tyrant, made them cry every week, but they did their best, and that's their that's their great memory from high school. <laughs> uh, Soul sucking. Anyway.
0: Yeah, that's a good way of putting it.
1: Yeah. But any other um like general highs and lows and stuff, general observations? I got I got a couple of things.
0: Well go for it then.
1: Um I am I have continued employment. I haven't lost any classes. I haven't lost any schools. I'm still working. I got some very good classes. Um I've had uh Visits and contacts from former students, um, and that's always enjoyable. They come and stop by the classroom, you know, and bring omiyage, emails, you know, I'm getting married, I, you know, I had a baby, um, all all that kind of stuff, that's kind kind of fun. Um, and I have students now, and I don't know how to explain this, um, I have more students, and I have one class in particular. They are now, and I don't know how I did this. I wish I could tell you, and I wish I could tell all of you, how this happened. But oh, whenever we we do whatever we do, whether you know it's, it's the assigned reading or whether it's like we, we work with a little video a little bit each week and things, you finish and say, okay, questions? They're asking questions. mm. Uh, and uh, adjunct, not the same thing, different classes and things, but adjunct to that with uh, different writing assignments or things that come up in um, uh, discussions, I overhear people, I'm hearing and reading way more um, expressions from the students about a desire to learn. That they really, you know, like the reasons, you know, again, the same classroom, like the class about a different about uh, reasons, right? High school and university reasons. And why did they choose this particular university? I, I chose it because it, I it has, it has a good reputation for English and I really want to learn English. And then I wanted to, and I'm hearing this more and more and more. And this is like, huh, okay. That being the case, then maybe I'll tweak my teaching a little bit more away from you know trying to motivate versus trying to actually teach or to help them learn so that has been kind of interesting mm. um and out out of the classroom like at the schools I don't know I'm and I can't put my finger on it exactly but it seems to me that um I'm not sure that it's Age or seniority, there seems to be something, some kind of deference that's being conferred. Um, in I'm not getting screwed over <laughs> as much as I used to personally. Um, because you know, a lot of years where I had some really bad, bad luck and, um, really kind of off the charts kind of bad and that that's kind of tapered off it hasn't been happening so much i'm just wondering if that's just luck or if that's just something that's come with with age and or seniority i don't know i'm in terms of Um,
0: what what, can you give an example
1: um uh getting advanced classes rather than like the, the the bottom rung of the classes um classroom assignments um reactions to requests for things um, subtle things, but cumulatively, it, it it's kind of noticeable. So that's not bad. <laughs> that's that's made it nicer.
0: Well, I would I would think though, at some of the schools I've worked at, I've noticed that there's been a real improvement in um, office performance, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? Um, and I don't think that's related to age. I think that's actually just the office is maybe getting better. But um, that's nice that if you feel that way that yeah, you know, yeah. you're having a better
1: came a little holiday. late,
0: but that's all right. <laughs> well, it's Japan. It's Japan, yeah. right? Yeah, where your age and your seniority is like the most important thing.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: right. It's a it's a big determinant. I think you know, I, I uh, I've I've had some students that have been a real joy to work with this year. Yeah,
1: me too. Uh, too. Well, me
0: every year. And everyone. always, every year, every year, there's always those yeah. three, four students, right? Um, usually there's one exceptional student uh, who just stands heads and tails above everybody else. And this year, I don't have like one student, but there's like four or five students that are really, really good Um and are doing interesting work and it's always nice when you have a chance to work with them. Uh, I have this, uh, one, one student and uh, he's in one of my GE classes and he always sits in the back always is in the back, but he'll raise his hand and answer questions and he usually gives like too long of an answer, (laughs) (laughs) but a really, really nice student. And, um, somehow something came up, uh, he asked me what kind of music I liked and I mentioned jazz. He was like, Oh, Oh, And he gets out his phone and he starts showing me all the jazz uh-huh. stuff he's listening to. And now every time he comes to class, he's got recommendations for me. Huh, cool. And they're really good recommendations. It's really, really nice. And, you know, I, I'm really grateful for that. This that little human touch, right? That, you know, cause sometimes don't you get the feeling that your students don't realize that you're a human being. Sure. Right. You know, they don't, understand that there is a human being actually teaching in front of them. And this student is just so excited to share. Mm. It's a really, really interesting, nice thing. And I appreciate that a lot. And, um, you know, there's some of the other students. But I've had two or three students this semester who had really bad attitudes the first day mm. or second day. And I called them out on it mm. You know, made it very clear that I'm not going to accept your attitude. And those students have come around really oh, to nice. actually because yeah 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 and I don't know if it's because you know they just you know that's a game they were playing in a way
1: hmm. yeah yeah right well, you know there's always it that. worked for them in high
0: school right or you know that oh they could get away with it or you know that just the getting called out on it you know um, and I mean I wasn't you know I wasn't like trying to be really understanding I was just like excuse me but you know this is not acceptable behavior in my classroom and you need to decide whether you want to stay or do you want to go and boom you know they come back the next week and they've got everything together and so that's really really a nice thing to see um and you know the couple of students who have no confidence at the beginning and to watch them slowly develop their confidence and get better mm-hmm. that's always a nice thing to see and but you know I'm always disappointed with myself I have one class where the the variability is just like you know I have really really fluent speakers mm-hmm. And I think I have students who don't understand very much of what I say, and in the you know, same that, classroom. Un, in the same okay. classroom, yeah. it's it's one of those courses. I mean, I have one student who I think went to like Shanghai International School or mm-hmm. something, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know that unconsciously, I realize halfway through the class that I've just basically been talking to the upper tier.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know the language that I'm using, this you know level of complexity, the sentences, the kind of little jokes that you know i'm tossing out and that bothers me still right mm. that you know i automatically fall into that because i realize though there's students who are looking at you making eye contact and are nodding right right you know and um that's, so yeah that's always that, a hard,
1: that's always a tough yeah, target
0: to hit after so many years you know but i just without even noticing it you know i stopped and went oh man i did it again Mm-hmm. um so that's been kind of a end of the year thing. Okay, so Tony, we're kinda of winding down. It's our end of the year. Anything on your wish list this year? Any, you know, tech thing or anything at all or other than like a nice long vacation that's paid at like twice
1: your usual salary? I'd like a job offer for next year so that I could leave this one school that I really don't enjoy being at. That's what I would really want. A job offer. So anyway, anyone hiring? <laughs> out there, give me a buzz <laughs> looking for work. <laughs>
0: well, you know, actually, we should say that, you know, to our listeners, you know, you guys should send us emails if you know that there are job openings and we can pass it to people because there's a certain demographic who's listening to our, sure. our podcast, right? Yeah. Yeah. That'd be a great perk so, for the
1: listeners, right? It's like, yeah, listen to these guys. Get a, get a job.
0: Get a job, yeah. So if anybody out there knows of any job openings, send it to yeah, us. Yes, we're and, glad um, to spread the we'll, word. We'll spread the word, right for sure.
1: Um, anything else? Uh no. Think about you know. Think about lessons learned and stuff. I don't know. It's like not really a new lesson. Is like teaching is hard, <laughs> uh, and uh, maybe just maybe like uh, kids sometimes aren't as hostile to learning as we might think. But then again, sometimes they are. <laughs> sometimes there are there are some who are. Uh, unfortunately, unfortunately. Yeah. Well, I think for me, the biggest problem is,
0: is that, you know, I want to just turn to those students and just say, why are you coming into my class with that attitude? And I understand why they are, but, you know, you're, you're talking to your classmates for 70% of the class, right? You're doing group work, pair work, you know, you're actually using the language. Why are you having such a negative attitude, you know? But I think that, you know, those students kind of come around over time, um, but yeah, what would be on my wish list? I'm trying to think what I would like. Others, oh, I'm thinking that the new MacBook Pros, those
1: 15 inch ones, uh-huh. they don't have the terrible keyboards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that'll that'll filter down to the 13s, and then that's when I'm gonna I'm gonna buy one too. Yeah, I'm waiting for the
0: 13 inch one to have that. Yes, the 15 is just. Too big. It's too big. too. But big, yeah. interestingly, supposedly, this is the first time in years that a new version of a MacBook MacBook Pro has come out that's actually thicker mm-hmm. than the mm-hmm. previous version because mm-hmm. of the keyboard. Yeah, the pendulum's problem. starting
1: to swing back a little bit. Yeah, yeah got that, that too thinner, thin, yeah. thinner, lighter goal is like okay, we went too far.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I think that you know I would like a, a new MacBook Pro with a non butterfly the terrible mm-hmm, keyboard mm-hmm. that would be something i'd like and there's always of course new sound stuff um but yeah my wish list would be Yeah, i have um a couple you know a, jo- a job that i probably would be happy to uh <laughs> replace with numerous jobs <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, 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 i think yeah just you know just um you know what's my big wish my big wish would be for people to actually um you Know, stop and think and just say, Before you make a change or before you make a decision, would you please put in some measurement system, some assessment system, so you can actually figure out whether or not the thing you're doing actually helps or hinders? Oh, geez, you don't want much, do you? Christ, nah, nah, it's a small thing. <laughs> dear Santa, dear Santa, you know, let me change the world. There you go, that's what you can do. Let me change, change the world, human nature. So.
1: Jeez! Wow.
0: Yeah. I just. But that just amazes me. You know. I, okay. Here's something. All. All. Every, all these people who understand the importance. You know, they're giving all these tests. You know, to measure. You know, for grades, like you know, TOEFL tests to measure for grades or whatever, and everything else that you do, and these assessment tests and placement tests. Well, why don't you put something in that actually measures whether or not the program actually teaches anything? <laughs> you know, please do that. I would like that. I know. There I go again. Okay. Going negative. Going <laughs> down. Going down. Maybe a good place to stop before I get too cynical. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So it's the end of the year. It's nice. It's another year. And we're both that much closer to not teaching anymore.
1: Yeah. 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 Retirement uh, are coming up around the on the horizon there. So one of these, they, one of these yeah. years.
0: Yeah. It's not something in the distance anymore to me. It's, it's something scary like, very close. Yeah. I need to actually go talk to people about this. Whoa,
1: <laughs>
0: how did that happen? Okay, Tony. So I think that's a, you know, a place to end the year. Kind of actually perfect for me, kind of in this mess. So so not my best year. Um not my worst year for sure.
1: Yeah, but I think I think I think if we go back to, you know, what we started at the beginning, I think um the fact that we don't it didn't start off with like, God, what a terrible year this has been. I think we need to take a moment to appreciate that. That I think right. it means it's probably been a pretty good year, because <laughs> there have been
0: some years. Yes, because
1: yeah, because there's some years. I mean, and, and you know, whether it's like academic or not, it's like last year. Like for example, there was the the typhoon and there was the earthquake and 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 um and to be able to get this far in the year, um with nothing big and terrible, um I'll take that. I'll take that. Okay.
0: All right. I'll take that, too. Mm. Two two teachers talking. All right. I'm Charles Wiz. Tony Silva. And wishing everyone happy holidays and a happy new year. There we go. All right. Be well, (laughs) Tony.